Mary remained with her about three months. Thus far the text. I'm fond of the old notion that Luke got the information he needed to tell the beginning of his gospel by interviewing Mary. But Luke doesn't tell us one word about the time Mary spent with Elizabeth. It is a three-month gap in Luke's story. Which is enough to make one wonder. Some have conjectured that Mary stuck around to help Elizabeth with her childbirth. Others have conjectured that Mary stayed there to avoid the scandal of having a child out of wedlock. So much may be true, I don't know, but honestly, I'm not buying what they're selling. Because those three months sound to my ears like something more than that, more than just a convenience. They sound to me like the perfect Advent moment. Perhaps the most profound Advent moment in all of the Gospels. A time of stillness and silence and literally hopeful expectation. And so I wonder if Mary kept the secrets of those three moments to herself. I wonder if in the hours when Luke kept asking Mary over and over again, tell me again about what happened in the days and the weeks and the months that led up to the nativity. I wonder if Mary kept the secret of her time with Elizabeth all to herself. I wonder because I have sensed that there is something full of grace and mystery in the genuine friendship between women, something only women can understand. I'm thinking of the kind of fellowship that happens at an LWML convention, or maybe later when the seminary guild meets for lunch today the kind of fellowship that women share between each other with an almost secret sense of empowerment to it, a mutually inspiring encouragement, a robust solidarity, a knowing countenance, a generosity of spirit, something only women can understand. We catch a glimpse of it in the proclamation of the elder Elizabeth to Mary her junior, and why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? Already here, all of Luke's great reversals are happening. Lost or found, greatest or least, least or greatest. Here, God is already lifting up the lowly and filling the hungry with good things. Here, in the perceptive wisdom of one woman, to another. Remember, too, that during those three months they would not be interrupted by any mansplaining. Elizabeth's husband is still dumbstruck 
by his own temple encounter with the angel Gabriel. He never said a word. So it was just two women in a home that would otherwise fall silent. It is enough to make one wonder what all was shared between these two women in Elizabeth's hill country home, all this time for conversation, the kind of holy conversation that can happen between two unexpectedly expecting women. I suspect it's something only women can understand. But I do know the grace and the power of holy conversation. Matter of fact, some of my favorite conversations filled with an almost electric thrill of wisdom and insight have been the ones I've had in classrooms as either a student or a teacher. Rooms not unlike the rooms some of you sit in before or after this time we spend together in prayer. And some of my favorite moments in those conversations are the pregnant pauses where the silence in the room reverberates with deepest wonder and it is syncopated to the rhythm of our ruminating breath. The pregnant pauses, those pregnant pauses are some of the best Advent moments I know, filled to the brim with our hopeful expectation, our keen suspense of what will happen next. Perhaps Mary's secret is that she knows those pregnant pauses are enough to inspire a person to sing. And not just any song, but to sing a song that sums up and completes every song that came before it. This is Mary's song, of course, the Magnificat, and we could spend all the hours and days and weeks we have left in the season of Advent to hear all the echoes reverberating within it. The praise of psalms are there. The call of prophets are there. The history of a promise to patriarchs, it's all there. We could spend all the time and breath we have left within us to hear all the ways that Mary's song really, really culminates all the Hebrew scriptures and becomes in its own way the turning point toward a, a New Testament to tell the way God will yet keep his promise to all creation, to every living creature, to all that has breath within it, Or we could just do what Mary did. We could simply sing the song, which is exactly what we did a few moments ago. We joined our voices with Mary's voice and sang the wonder of a song in this bleak midwinter of the world. And in the song, we are invited into the grace and mystery of a holy conversation into an Advent moment that brims with the electric thrill of hope 
in a greater promise. In its pregnant pauses, we are invited again into the gift. The gift of a deeper trust. The gift of a yet more powerful faith in the one who is yet to come. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.